and welcome to the WTOC Sports Podcast. I am Sports Director Lindsey Goff, and week two of college football is in the books. Let's lead off in Athens, where the Dogs had their home opener, beating UAB 56-7. When the AP polls came out on Sunday morning, the Dogs still in at number two. Starting quarterback JT Daniels did not start against UAB. He had reported oblique pain since around Tuesday, so old reliable Pierce County Stetson Bennett stepped in and he understood the assignment. On the second play from scrimmage, he uh, connected with Jermaine Burton for a 75-yard touchdown. He didn't look back. Uh, he didn't even take first-team snaps throughout the week, according to Kirby Smart, but it didn't matter. He threw five first-half touchdowns, um, tying a Georgia record. He went 10 of 12 for 288 yards. Here's head coach Kirby Smart and senior quarterback Stetson Bennett in their press conferences after the win. Well, I'd like to open with a uh, thanks to our fans. Uh, what a tremendous fan base we have. And uh, they turned out and thought it was really awesome. Um, incredible atmosphere to come back and play in. You don't realize uh, what you got until it's gone sometimes. So I certainly miss that. Um, I'd also like to take a chance, uh, take an opportunity to thank um, all the men and women that served our country and lost their lives uh, on 9-11. Uh, sounds like they had a tremendous presentation um, out of the game today. And just that moment always sticks with me. Uh, I had somebody text me today, actually, and said, hey, do you remember when 9-11 occurred? We were sitting watching film at Valdosta State. And I thought, man, that was a long time ago. And the people that lost their lives over the last 20 years serving our country, it means a lot. I know to the University of Georgia, our team, my family, for all the people that served our country. So, with that, thanks. Okay, let's go to questions. Uh, we'll begin with uh, Seth Emerson and then Chip Towers. Kirby, uh, can you take us through the decision-making process on uh, starting Stetson over Carson and, I guess, also what uh, JT's uh, prognosis is at this point? Yeah, JT was able – JT got better as the week went on. Um, really didn't even know anything was really wrong with him on Monday. He took most reps and was fine. It was bothering him some. And as the week went on Tuesday, it bothered him a little more. And, uh, and I, you know, today he was better than he was earlier in the week and actually felt good. Today was the first time he got to really throw some balls uh, down the field in warm-ups. So we hope he continues to improve. Um, the decision to go with Stetson, you know, we're really young offensively. We have a lot of guys that are injured and out, uh, whether it's Kiaris, George, Dar Darnell. I mean, we just have a lot of young players that we're trying to grow up, and we thought that it would give us a calming uh, effect to have him in, his experience, his ability to play in games. Um, and, you know, he played really well and really proud of the way he handled it. And the plan was to play both of them. Uh, and we went 2-1, two, 2-1, one, two, one, exactly like we planned on uh, to get those guys uh Reps, I man. I'm really proud of the way Stetson's handled himself. Uh, nobody's been better to the University of Georgia than Stetson Bennett in terms of his work, uh, and he doesn't get you know as many reps as a lot of other guys. So I was proud of him and uh, his success today. Yeah, Coach. Uh, uh, going forward, is is Stetson Bennett? You said coming into the game pretty uh, often in preseason that Carson Beck was QB two. With, you know. Uh, it's a day-to-day -day evaluation, Chip. You know that. It, it, it depends on JT's injury. depends on how they practiced during the week. That was We thought Stetson practiced really well this week, and that was the reason we decided to go with him along with the youth. So 
It's day-to-day. We're not getting into hypotheticals today. I'll let you guys do that. Well, they gave us the ability to stretch the field. I mean, the, the second play of the game, they played quarters, same thing that Clemson played, but they, they bit on the, the run. They came up on the run, and uh, Jermaine ran by the safety that was playing quarters. So it's not, it's not a matter of wanting to stretch the field versus not wanting to stretch the field. It's what the defense does. You know, if they don't cover somebody running down the field, you throw it to them. And if they do cover them, then you got to find somebody else. So I don't think it was about scheme. Um, I thought it was uh, aggressive, uh, and that's what we wanted to be. You know, we want to be explosive. That's all we talked about all week. To be explosive, you got to be fast. And uh, we played a little faster today. We, we still got a long way to go, guys. Got a long way to go, you know, running the ball. Uh, did not stop the run real well today. But our, our kids did come out and play fast, and they played hard. And a little bit of a follow-up on that, Coach. Uh, uh, you know, you've often talked about, you know, wanting your team to play to a standard. I mean, how do you feel you did in that regard today? Well, they did, did well, Anthony. You know, I mean, I, I, I felt like special teams, we did not dominate the last game like we should. We, we, we played pretty dominant on special teams today without a couple stupid penalties. But outside of that, we, we, it's a weapon for us. I want to use it. So they played to the standard on special teams. thought offense and defense uh, played to a standard most of the time. Uh, and that's important. It's important that when you say play to a standard, you do that. And I thought our guys played with connection. Uh, they played with toughness. All those DNA qualities we talk about, resiliency, they were able to do that. And, you know, the other team was probably overpowered after watching them. We, we, we got better players than they do. And um, we, played, uh, we played explosive football, which is big on scoring points. We didn't move people up front, you know. When you don't move people, create space and holes, you're not going to have long rushing yards. So uh, UAB did a good job. They've been a top five uh, national defense for four or five years, and they contained the run game on us, but it was expensive for them to do that too. Um, so, and then defensively for us, uh, you know, we didn't strike blockers real well. We didn't play as well up front as we have in the past. We got cut down by some of their chop blocks. Um, and, and, you know, and we didn't – the ones did a pretty good job on the run, but when we went to our subs, especially the end of the game, I mean, I, there, there were at least 40 yards rushing that closed out the game that was just atrocious. So we can't do that. Uh, it's the same as the defensive back room and the, the wide receiver room and the other rooms. I mean, we go out and compete each day. They get reps. They get mental reps. I mean, I, I don't see it any different. I see the guys, there are going to be plenty of reps in practice for those guys to prepare, just like there was this week. And we'll prepare each guy. We have a very intelligent quarterback room. So when you're not getting a rep, you are getting a mental rep, and that's how you prepare. I mean, I, I told Carson and Stetson, 
I guess it was Thursday or Wednesday, I forget what day, I met with him. I said, I have complete confidence in both you guys. I'm in a completely different position, and I have been very consistent in saying I am really confident in our quarterback room. And, you know, last year we were not in this position. Uh, we are in a much better position right now, and uh, those guys got to get better and continue to grow. Kirby, how did you like your, the way your team came out? I mean, obviously, when you're coming off such a huge win uh, as you had in the opener, uh, did you like the way kind of avoiding so-called letdown and just the way they obviously came out right from the start, not not taking the foot off the gas? Yeah, I was proud of the start. I mean, I don't know that it was – I got to watch the tape. Was it what we did or was it what they did? They gave us, you know, two really big explosive plays and uh, – some of that has to do with good play calling, has to do with uh, maybe a mistake by them. I don't know. Um, but we wanted to be explosive, and we were. And I can't, you know, there's a lot of things we can improve on. We've got a lot of players that can get better on our team. But our team did start fast today, and that's what we challenged them to do, be aggressive uh, and be explosive because we haven't been. And I thought they did a good job of that, at least in the past game. Coach, just wanted to ask about uh, Brock Bowers and how he's acclimated into the offense and made an early impact. Uh, how has he picked up the offense so quickly and developed a connection with the quarterbacks? Well, it started in the spring. Um, he's uh, very bright, uh, very conscientious. You know, he was an interesting recruitment. We recruited his his mom, his dad, his sister, his whole family. They're a wonderful family. His mom was a tremendous athlete. Uh, his dad's a football player. Uh, he's a great story. Um, I, every time I talk to him, I probably talk to him, you know, once every two weeks, Hartley talked to him probably every day. And we just felt like we had a special player. And, uh, once we got him, we realized it. I mean, this, this young man played tailback, uh, coach Munkin spent a lot of time on zooms, uh, showing him the ways he would be able to use him, utilize his talents. And, uh, you know, we need tight ends like him. If we're going to be elite, we have to have more guys like him. And there's guys out there across the country that we got to get in order to be elite at uh, the tight end position. And he's become a really good weapon. And I don't think people respect his ability to block because he packs a powerful punch and he's really tough. And uh, he's, he's been a weapon for us. I'm proud of his humility. Let's go to Palmer Toms and then back to uh, Brandon Sedge. Kirby, Desmond was telling us how nervous he was before this game and, and how much it kind of affected him that he didn't eat the pregame meal and stuff. Could you tell that? And was there anything that you all did to help settle his nerves? No, I didn't notice that. I, I felt like, you know, having all the jitters that he had uh, last year, he's kind of over that and through it. He, he seemed uh, very calm and collected. He always does to me. He has poise in the pocket. I still remember the spring game. He went out and just walked down the field uh, his freshman year and did a tremendous job. And he's always had great composure, great athletic ability, and a great understanding of the game. Uh, and he's a winner. I mean, he's a, he's a Georgia Bulldog, and uh, he's meant a lot to this program, and he's done a great job. And he, he just – all he does is, is do his job each and every day and uh, proud of how hard he's worked to get this opportunity. Uh, Kirby, if I can follow up on that kind of, kind of anecdotally, I guess, but, like, can you just speak on the ups and downs that he's kind of been through as leaving, coming back, starting last year and then losing that 
spot and then you're getting you ready within a matter of a couple of days you can call them in. I mean, how valuable is that? It's extremely valuable. I mean, in today's day and age of me, 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 right? Portal, portal, portal. This guy is doing the duty that lies nearest. That's the kind of guy he is. He does the duty that lies nearest, and it means a lot to me that we got a guy in our organization that does that. Let's go to Davis Baker, and then uh, we'll see if Mark Bradley has a question. Hey, Coach, uh, just how important is it for some of the young guys to get you know this uh, valuable in-game experience and uh, you know see guys like Justin Robinson score and Carson Beck throw a touchdown, uh, Keeler Ringo today, stuff like that? Oh, it's tremendous. It does wonders for their confidence, right? I mean, you have to get over the number of times you have to make a mistake in a game to be able to grow. And I thought that some of our young players are starting to grow up. And uh, you can only practice so much before they get in the game and have to play. And and uh, my, my favorite young pop, linebacker pop, gets his first college football play is a pick six for a touchdown. And just a great story. He's a kid from a – uh, tough background back home and uh, tremendous family and didn't get to play football last year up in uh, in Maryland and, and comes all the way down here and uh, uh, gets first plays a pick six. Uh, Coach, um, I know there, there doesn't seem a whole lot of time for humor in, in, during a game on any Saturday, but, but were you somewhat um, bemused that the guy who everybody said last year couldn't throw deep through three touchdown passes of more than 60 yards in the first half. I'll be honest with you. I, ne I never heard that. Like, I, I, like for, for people to say Stetson can't throw deep, he's got one of the strongest arms I've seen. So, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I I never heard that. I never believed that. That doesn't affect anything we do. Um, we make We make decisions based on – Faxed, so I don't know what uh, what adjective you used either, Mark. That was that was out of my my league for the bemused or uh, uh, was it amused or bemused? I don't know that word. So it's uh, it's a word that is usually misused, and I I think I just do. So well, I, I have no idea how to spell it, but I'll ask my thirteen year old because he's really smart. Stackhouse, um, Jamon Dumas Johnson, guys like that. What does a game like this do for their for your depth, specifically on defense, when you've got guys coming in and making plays? I think Azir had a couple pressures and a sack and, and obviously get a pick six there. Yeah, tremendous confidence. I mean, it gives them the ability to play and play in more meaningful games. And I don't think enough people out there in the public actually understand that these kids practice every day. They take 60 reps of practice, and there's a chance they don't play. So – for the opportunity to go out there and play in a game, it has to mean something. It has to, has, has to be enough pride to say, I don't care what the scoreboard says. This is my opportunity to show my coach that all my hard work has paid off for a guy like Tymon Mitchell, a guy like Warren Brinson, a guy like uh, Chad Lindbergh, a guy like Dejon Edwards. You know, they work really hard too. And uh, believe it or not, they're good football players. And we want to give them an opportunity to go play and prove that they can play at a high, high level. What were your conversations like with Stetson this week? It seemed like the quarterback situation changed day to day, and how do you think he performed today with his first time in an extended role? Uh, he performed outstanding. I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a lot of conversations with Stetson. I sent him a text and said, are you preparing like you're the guy? And just said, are you, are you working that way? Are you looking at this as, you know, 
uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be the guy or not. And he just said, no, I'm preparing like I'm going to be the guy. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time in there, believe it or not. I don't go sit down with those guys and tell them what they need to do. Coach Munkin uh, does a tremendous job with the offense and those quarterbacks. And we had a discussion, and uh, we decided which direction we were headed after those practices. And we told the quarterbacks exactly what we are going to do. We stuck to that plan. Uh, and we'll continue to do that based on how they practice. I don't understand the question. If he was 100%, there's no situation that he was 100%, right? Like, I don't understand what you mean, if he was 100%. He wasn't 100%, right? I'm confused, yeah, I Mike. Yeah, I, was just, I, was, I guess I was confused. You said he was feeling better before the game. Yes, yes, he improved. He did improve as the week went on. But 100%, I mean – that, that, that wasn't the case. I think you guys want to make a bigger deal out of it than it was. He's not 100%. He was whatever percent better than what he was on Monday or Tuesday, but he was not 100%. And we felt like uh, going with the other guys because the other guys got to practice more. Again, it'll be evaluated day-to-day, Chip. I really don't know how to answer your question any better. You want me to say something that'll be eye-catching and eye-popping so you can just go grab some some media attention? But it's going to be evaluated day-to-day, and that's what percentage healthy is JT? You know, how does Carson practice? How does uh, Stetson deal with success? I mean, I don't know that. It'll be evaluated day-to-day. I don't have any hypotheticals. Thank you, guys. Um, I think the first one was when I get the news I was going to start. Um, that would have been Friday. Um, no, 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 no. That would have been Wednesday afternoon or Thursday in the morning. Thursday in the morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, they told both me and Carson uh, what was going to happen uh, Thursday after, or in the morning before practice. Brandon, can you repeat that? I got like the last half. Um, we just turned up the volume. I can hear you now, but I only got the last half. Yes. Uh, well, I just. Um, you know, it really didn't matter to me what the outside people um, were, were talking about. Um, but I honestly, I just prepared like we were playing Clemson, like like I did last week, and like you know, every game that I started and every game that I've been here, I just prepared the same way um, and knew that you know UAB. They, they, I think they won the 
conference championship two of the last three years. Uh, and so I was just prepared to go out there and, um, you know, it didn't really matter what everybody else said. Uh, one more time, sorry. One more time. I mean, I'd say I'd say a lot. Um, you know, you see you see freshman quarterbacks come in, and you know, the first few games, you know, they're reacting to college speed. Um, so I guess in the in the back of my you know brain, that was that was probably there. Uh, I can't, I don't really know for an answer, but I mean, it, it, it seemed to help. Yeah, I was I was wondering when that was going to come up. Um, yeah, no, it seems like that's usually an Oklahoma stat line when they play some, you know, North Southwest Texas. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, you know, I'm, I I can't answer that, Chip. But um, you know, whoever's the guy, we're all ready. All of us, um, you know, I think everybody on the team has confidence with everybody uh, in our quarterback room, and you know, we're all good friends. We all prepare the same way. You know, you knew you were going to get that answer. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess it's just, you know, a little bit of innate confidence where, you know, you you believe, I don't know, you believe you're good enough um, and it really doesn't matter, you know, the situation that, that's thrust upon you. I mean, um, it seems the last two games I've had to come in when nobody expected me to, you know, the, the situation hadn't really been, you know, forgiving. Um, so I, I guess I guess you're right. It, it's a little bit innate. Um, and, you know, it always helps when you got great players on the field. You got so much protection and speed all over the field like we did tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does always seem like I'm, you know, fighting for my supper. Um, but I'm not going to lie, I was pretty nervous. I couldn't eat pregame meal. Um, because, I, I mean, I guess I say I don't, you know, care about what other people think. But, 
and I don't really, but I mean, I was nervous. I was like, I, I need to play well today. And, uh, you know, I prepared, you know, like I had to. And then um, it helps when you got Jermaine Burton running down the field on the second play to get all the jitters out. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like, you know, we hit the first one, and then we kind of had to drive the second drive, then we hit the third one, and then we hit the fourth one, and it's like, wow, I mean, those are, I mean, I think I've, I think we played like 20 plays the first half, and, you know, we put up 35 points, um, if I'm counting right. Uh, but no, no, I mean, anybody who tells you that, that if they, that stat, stat line was expected, then they're, they're lying to you. I mean, that was, it was, pre, it was a pretty weird game. So, no, to answer you. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think it, I mean, Clemson was playing so much. I mean, just, you know, they just played too high zone and just dropped everybody out. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to hit those plays. Um, and, you know, when, when a defense goes into a game saying they're not going to let you give up those plays, they're not going to give up those plays, then, you know, you've got to be so much better than them to get those plays. Um, and, I mean, I, I guess we, we just went into the week, you know, we wanted to be explosive uh, just to, you know, I mean, like you said, I mean, we, we didn't score that many points. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it, it was. We, we, we knew going into this game that we were going to try to be explosive. And I think everybody prepared. All the receivers were fired up, you know, and especially when it started coming to fruition and we, we started completing those balls. No, no, it's it's kind of funny. Um, I think the guy, the guy told me for me, I didn't get his name, um, but he told me he said tomorrow's paper is going to read mailman delivers again. And I mean, it's, I mean, I told him I told him it was hot and it's cold. I mean, I think in my Instagram bio it says ebbs and flows. I mean, I, I mean, you know, sometimes you're on top of the world, sometimes you're not. Um, was it cool? Yeah. Um, am I glad we won the game? Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, we just we execute on offense.
the uh, Clemson week or the UAB week? So we were, um, we kind of, we, we, we just, jeez, uh, I mean, mm, yeah, we just, we split the reps. Well, I would say the first drive, but, I mean, that was only two plays. Um, probably whenever we got that free play and I got, like, marshmallowed sandwiched on that late hit. And usually, I mean, if you can talk to any quarterback, once you get hit, then you're fine. Um, so probably probably then. Feel like, a football, feel like a football player again. All right, perfect. Thank you. And uh, – Everybody go check out DGD Fund. It's good calls. Uh, write about it, please. Thank you. Tough week for Georgia Southern. After their first week win against Gardner-Webb, they went down to FAU and lost 38-6. to That lone touchdown coming from Cam Ransom to Logan Wright early on. Savannah State, however, they notched a big win after falling on the road last week. They came back home with fans in the stands for the first time in two years and got a 50-6 to win over Livingstone College. Quarterback JT Hardage threw for two touchdowns and Anaj Carter caught two in that win. Here's head coach Sean Quinn and some of the players after the game. All right, well, what did you see from your team tonight that you liked? I came out and played better. Uh, we'd like to play cleaner, but we got the win. That was the biggest thing. Last week we didn't play very well and uh, challenged the team. We had a good week of practice. We've had a lot of tough battles on and off the field, and I thought they did a nice job this week of coming out and practicing. And we got bigger fish to fry, but I was glad to get the win and uh, a lot still to work on, obviously. Well, what was the difference after the first quarter for your team? Uh, I just think they just kind of got in a groove and started playing better. Um, you know, we. We can't have one side of the ball do well and the other not. We kind of got in concert a little better and got some turnovers, some hits, and got going. And then uh, offensively got in a little better rhythm. But we're still a long way off. We still got some miscues on special teams, some silly fouls there at the end that gave up a late score. So there's a whole lot to work on. We're going to play a lot better teams moving forward. So we got to play much better to have a chance to win. How was it having people back in the stands? Great, great. It was really good. I was glad to have a bunch of folks here. And uh, hopefully, you know, the old saying, build it, and they will come. we got to keep winning. Hopefully we'll have more and more fans. And, Connor will be here again, hopefully, in another time. So, But, uh, no, all joking aside, glad to have fans here. And beautiful night, man. Can't beat the weather, that's for sure. I know you're ready to get back to your team. What is going to be your message to them after this one? Congrats on the win. Enjoy it tonight. we got to get back to work tomorrow. So no rest for the weary. And uh, we got a really good team coming here, probably playing as good a football in our league right now in Benedict. So we'll have our hands full and we'll have to play really well to be in the ballgame. Obviously, after last week, uh, you want to blow out everyone. So a blowout win here is great. But you feel like after last week you want to kind of make a statement and not just go for a 2017 win. You wanted to go for a 50 No statement, just wanted to win. And obviously, if we could get after somebody every week, that's the goal. We want to not let off the pedal whoever's in there. And if we can score 100 points, we want to do that. And that's every week. That always. So we tried to play everybody, and we told them, hey, go for, you know, put the hammer down. And we we weren't pulling any strings till the very end there. And wanted to be classy, but, uh, you know, if we can score points every series, we're going to try to do that. That second quarter uh, against Valdosta State, you let up 17 straight points, and you felt like the game was lost there. This second quarter, you're 28 unanswered. You've got to be over the moon with the way your guys close. Not only just close the half, but play that entire second. I was glad with this first half. Second half, I wasn't real happy. I didn't think we finished well, but I was glad we got some mojo and, and put the hammer down a little bit, and we got to do that. we got to have that killer instinct. That This team doesn't have that yet, and uh, still learning how to – 
we're in you know we got the tricycle we got the training wheels off now we're able to ride with holding both hands on the bar so we still got a ways to go before we're in the actual tour and can race people but uh, again we start our league play next week we got to get a lot better in a hurry and got to coach better got to play better for yeah, he did a really nice job. Uh, JT's been a heck of a player. He's a great player in high school, middle Georgia guy over at Mary Persons and a super talented guy, and he does a lot of good stuff, man. I'm excited. we got two quarterbacks we feel like right now we can win with, and, you know, we always go with a hot hand, and that's been the case for the last couple of years. Can you say what the injury was? Uh, you know, he just had an arm deal, and it's it's coming along. He's almost there. He's not quite, but we'll get him there, and uh, hopefully you know, he got banged up again tonight, so hopefully he'll be good to go tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to play, but, yeah, the guys did a good job, and, you know, um, obviously we saw what happened last week. We talked about how Valdosta State played hard harder than us, and we wanted to do that tonight. And, you know, usually uh, it's an old Urban Meyer saying, if you play harder than the other team, you're generally going to win. And that held up tonight, and that's held up generally when we've been here. If we'll play harder than our opponent and win the turnover battle, we're going to win most of our games. we got to do that every week. Thank you. Right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. It kind of gives us hope, but, um, you know, it was a great win, but it's not the best we could do. So, you know, that's what you got to do better and then take on Benedict. Before this game, what's the conversation in the locker room like knowing how last week went and now you're on the other side of it afterwards, obviously. What's your conversation with the team like in terms of you don't want to get embarrassed? Again? Right. We got to redeem ourselves. You know, we didn't expect to come out last week and, you know, obviously have that happen to us, but, you know, adversity hit. We had to fight and obviously we made up for it. When you said you guys have to get better, what do you think that there could still be improvement on? Um, we got to be more disciplined. I know um, we obviously have a bunch of great athletes, but we have to be more disciplined on the field. What Quick do you think was the change in the second quarter for you guys? Obviously, messy first quarter, but mm. second, it just seemed like there's a complete shift. Um, when we went to uh, the locker room at halftime, you know, Coach Quinn let us know, don't don't let up, don't let our foot out the gas pedal. So I know that was a big change for us. Your nickname's Quick Six, right? Yes, is that correct? Where'd you get that name? And I know it's pretty self-explanatory, but just explain explain the whole mantra behind that. Um, actually, one of my coaches gave it to me, and I just kind of took it around with it. So, you know, it fits me kind of good. So, hopefully, you know, I keep going with it. A high school coach? No, actually, one of my coaches. Oh, okay, okay. What do you think about your own performance today? Obviously, Quick Six was uh, kind of the whole deal today. You got behind the defense pretty quick and made him look foolish. So, how do you think about your performance? Um, I feel like. That's what they, you know, that's what they recruited me for. But I always can get, there's always somewhere I can get better. So, got to be better next week. How did it feel just having the fans back and that energy that they bring? It felt good, you know. Uh, having the fans here kind of gave us, you know, a little extra more momentum. So, that was good. Well, you know, it's, it, it feels good to bounce back from last week. You know, we didn't play the game that we um, wanted to. We didn't go out there and execute like we did. And, you know, practice this week. We did what the coaches taught us and just went out there and executed. When did you find out that you weren't going to be taking first rep snaps today? When, when was that? Was it earlier today, or what were you? Uh, actually, it just happened as the game was flowing. Um, I guess things weren't clicking with the first quarterback. You know, I just came in and did my job and executed. Gotcha. How would you evaluate your performance today? A couple of a couple of deep strikes to Anaj and, and a rushing touchdown on your own. It's a pretty good night. If I had to give myself a grade, I'd probably give myself a B because of the two fumbles that I had. Uh, if we protect the ball, then I'd probably give myself an A plus. How good did it feel to win in blowout fashion too, knowing what had happened last week, knowing that, you know, you could have rolled over this week. Right. But you didn't, and mm -hmm. especially in the second quarter. Um, well, you know, adversity, I mean, this week in practice, it took a lot of locking in and everybody knowing what to do and when and how to do it. And, you know, 
it came out and, and this played itself on Saturday. What's your relationship with Devon like? Obviously, you guys are competing to start. You want to start. When he goes on the field, you're like, Coach, I want to be back on. Right. But it seems like you guys help each other. Well, out. really, like, me and him, it's like a brotherhood. Like, we, we, we complement each other in so many ways. We have two different play styles, but, you know, when it comes together on Saturday, I mean, you just have to pick your poison. What do you think was the difference in the team in that second quarter after that first start? Uh, I think it was just us focusing up and locking in and not playing down to our opponent, pretty much. How did it feel having people back? Well, last week it was a big loss not having a couple of key players. And, you know, this week against a good opponent, we um came out and did what we were supposed to do. In front of the fans, too, I know. fans, yeah. Just having that Oh, yeah, that, too. You know, um, it, the, the fans play a, a big role in this, too, with their energy that they bring and, um, you know, just the love that they show. And then it pumps us up on the field and allows us to go out there and, and perform to the best of our ability. Good feeling, like, it's a surreal feeling, you know. Just everybody being, everybody being here, just and then they adding into us, you know, it just pouring into us, and we just feed off of them. So it just it turned us up, you know, at the end of the day. So we played a real good game. What did you see from the defense in the second quarter? The first quarter, it was a little back and forth, especially with offensive struggling. In the second quarter, you really imposed your will on them. Yeah, Coach Quinn just told us just to keep going, don't, and we just honed into our assignments, really. You know, we feel like we tried some stuff that worked, you feel me? But it did, it, everything really worked out well, so. After, you know, being on the road to come home now and to get this win at home on your home field, I mean, how good was that for your team? What does this win tonight mean to you guys? We had a bad taste in our mouth all week from that loss that we took last week, so this feels amazing to get this taste out of mouth so we can just keep moving forward, you know, so. What's yes. the mood going to be like at practice this week after a game like this compared to last week after a game like that off today? I think it should, I honestly think it should be the same coming in to going in next week. We'll be more honed into our assignments because this week we just honed in on us other than the other team and we focused on what our abilities was, our strengths, our weaknesses, and we just build each other up. Is it easier to walk around campus amongst the students though after that? Most definitely, most definitely. It will be much easier to answer questions this week than it was last week. <laughs> what kind of stuff did you hear last week? Last week it was just some, just uh, what happened, you know, we thought, just some regular fan talk inside. All we can do is keep our head up. Give them, we'll be better next week. So, I know you would have loved the shutout, uh, but what does it say about your defense that you're on the field a lot more with your offense scoring a ton in bunches in the second and third quarter? You're going to be on the field a lot more, and you're still able to hold that team to six points. What does that say about your defense? We love we love the challenges. We're we're built to last, so we're if we have to play 80 plays a game, we will. So as long as they keep scoring, we'll keep them out of the end zone. Clemson rebounds after their loss to Georgia. They came back home in Death Valley and got a 49-3 win over South Carolina State. The Tigers in at number six in the new AP polls. DJ Ugalanlali ran for two touchdowns and threw for a third. The Tigers now 1-1. One one. They had touchdowns on all four of their first quarter possessions. Here's head coach Davo Sweeney after that win. Right. Uh, well, proud of our guys, uh, you know, and how they handled the week. Uh, we had a really good week of practice, and um, you know this is a very mature team, great leadership, and uh, just loved how they went to work this week, and, and a great perspective. Um, you know, so not surprised to see them show up ready to go. I mean, had great energy, great enthusiasm right out of the gate. Played very, very crisp. Uh, you know, for 
most of the first half there and, and uh, you know, did what we needed to do. You know, offensively, we, we created some good balance. We got the run game going. Good to see Kobe and Shipley uh, have the type of day they had. thought DJ had a really good day. really had one, <clears throat> one miss on the, a little high on the screen, you know, and tips. Tips are usually picks, and uh, that was a tough break there. But uh, I thought he had an excellent day, made some plays with his legs, uh, which we need from him. So just really proud of him. A bunch of guys touched the ball. Uh, we had no sacks. Uh, I think we only had two or three negative yards. And I believe that was Will Taylor right there at the end. We had no negative yards the whole game. So just played a lot cleaner uh, from an assignment standpoint. And, and uh, hopefully when I watch the tape, I'll see some, some improvement in some of the fundamentals that we needed to improve on from, from last week. Uh, uh, but, you know, 200 plus rushing, 200 plus passing. Uh, biggest disappointment offensively. Uh, was the turnovers, you know, as we subbed guys, uh, you know, again, tips and overthrows, they usually get those. And uh, that's what happened today. They got the tip and then uh, Tyson with the overthrow. Kid made a great play on the ball. Uh, so uh, but that, that happens a lot of times when you overthrow it. And, uh, and then Mikey was just loose, you know, really. I, I thought that was a great uh, series by DJ and just managing the series and checking the ball down to the back. Back got out, something we did not do a good job of last week, get the back getting out when he's supposed to get out. But the back got out. We checked the ball down. We got a nice little first down. We fumbled the ball. So, um, but, you know, very efficient, 8 of 13, 7 of 7 in the red zone. And, again, just a, a, a lot of good things. And got to play a bunch of guys. I think we played 100-and-something guys. Uh, awesome to see Justin Ross, uh, you know, uh, come back. Had a really good day. And, man, he beat himself up all week. Uh, after last week, uh, really proud of him and pretty special to see him uh, get in the end zone. And uh, kind of mistimed his jump on the one. I thought he might have had another one. Uh, but awesome to see him score and, and again, see so many guys uh, play well. Uh, special teams, you know, continue to be really solid in that area two games in a row. I'm very, very pleased with what we're doing in special teams. And uh, y'all see why I put Will Taylor back there. I mean, he, the guys. The guy is special, and uh, he's just going to get better and better. I mean, he is uh, mature way beyond his years and very, very gifted, uh, powerful kid uh, and explosive. And so, man, I was really excited. That's one of the longest returns we've had in a while. And uh, I think, again, he's going to be a guy that, that will be a weapon, uh, not just this year, but as he goes through his career. And then, uh, but to me, the big thing I'm most pleased with is the defense. You know, two weeks in a row, no touchdown. Uh, it's been, a, it's probably been four. I think 2017. Ross said, since since we've done that, and not only no touchdown, but goal line stand uh, on top of it. You know, four downs down there, and and all the backups in. And I can tell you, that's been some of the most frustrating times for us around here, especially with with Venables. Um, is when you get in some of the games like that, and you sub guys, and all of a sudden you see a drop off. And, and, you know, guys give up a score and things like that. But, man, those guys played their tails off. We had a couple plays here or there. But to see them dig in uh, and get that goal line stand and to see all the, you know, the Skowskis and all them over on the sideline really playing every snap and being excited. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a, that was a great moment. Uh, great interception by Mickens. And we had some stops on downs and did some good things, played physical. I thought our first group was just awesome as far as leveraging the football 
and doing what we needed to do, uh, run and pass uh, defense. Uh, but the goal line stand was, was the highlight for me you know, because we had a lot of those backups in there and seeing them continue to play well uh, was awesome. But, you know, two weeks in a row, uh, they, they couldn't get in the end zone. And, and uh, you know, I know we're a better team than South Carolina State, but, you know, Georgia's pretty good too. Uh, so uh, really proud of our D. And uh, so good day uh, for us. Uh, you know, did what we needed to do. I thought that, it was a special day with the crowd. I really appreciate our fans. I mean, it was it was really emotional, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, just riding around uh, after what we experienced last year and riding around uh, to the rock and the hill and seeing the valley full. Uh, man, I, we just got we just got an incredible venue here, and uh, you know we've won a lot of games here at the valley, and our fans are a big reason why they give us an incredible environment. To, to come to work in. And uh, so it was an awesome day. The weather was beautiful. I thought all the Clemson uh, event people uh, did just an awesome job of capturing the essence of the day, you know, with 9-11 and, and the first responders and the military. And, um, but, uh, uh, you know, honoring C.J. Spiller, that was an incredibly cool moment. Uh, you know, my first uh, first rounder, uh, my first – Pro Bowler and first Hall of Famer uh, and first five star. Uh, so you know all 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 the above and really really cool uh, to to be a part of that moment with his family and it was just a beautiful day. So uh, really uh, excited about what I saw and uh, but it's all about ACC play for us. You know uh, that's what starts this week and uh, next goal for us is to win the division <clears throat> and that starts this week. Uh, you know that we've had. Uh, we've we've been in a lot of big time postseason games around here for a long time now, and the only reason that's happened is because we've been able to win this league. And so everything for us is inside out, and and, and it's about winning this league. And to win the league, you got to win the division. Uh, so you know, last year was kind of a, a different deal, uh, but we, we, you know, it's about winning your division. And every time you 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 tee it up against an ACC team, it is critical. So we're excited about that and excited to be back here uh, next week with our fans. And, and, again, really proud of our guys, proud of how they handled themselves this week and coming off a disappointing loss and, and just so much enthusiasm and energy. And I never felt it wane, wane at all. Uh, so, again, I think that's a sign of a mature team as well. So, uh, you know, good day and excited about keep moving forward. Any questions? Justin beat himself up all week. What was it like for DJ this week, sort of turn the page? Yeah, same thing. You know, I mean, good. I think it's a great experience for him. A great, you know, sometimes you learn more from the bad than you do the good. I think we can probably, as adults, we can all relate to that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing. He was disappointed in himself. Um, you know, but but also he just again how he finished was really good and how he responded was a, a bright bright positive in that game. He was disappointed um, in uh, in how he played, but back to work, uh, same thing. He's very mature beyond his years, uh, very mature beyond his years, and he gets it. You know, this is not a you know we don't have anybody in denial around here. Uh, we got a bunch of great kids that are, have good self awareness and. Um, and, and especially when you sit down and you, you watch things together and everybody's kind of on the same page as, you know, uh, what we've got to do better. And, 
you know, back to work, great week of practice, and now let's go do something about it. And I thought he was excellent today. Coach, you mentioned Will Taylor. It, it was evident how, how much confidence and trust he had in him, bringing him, him into the game. Uh, I think it was the second quarter of the Georgia game. Um, but at what point in camp did you did you realize that, that how far beyond his years he was and, you know, you, that you had to use him and couldn't keep him on the sideline? I've known that since we were recruiting him. It didn't, it, I knew that way before camp. Uh, he's just, uh, he's, he's a, uh, you know, we had him in camp, high school camp, uh, a couple years ago, and you know he's a quarterback his whole career, and you know I, I threw him in there. I wanted to watch him at some wideout a little bit, and you know I was kind of blown away by him in camp, and I just told Jeff Scott, I was like, all right, just kind of keep him on the ice, and don't, 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 don't nobody's gonna know about him. You know, he's a baseball guy and he plays quarterback, and I mean people are gonna recruit him as a quarterback, you know, but he's. Here's kind of my plan for him, and it just, you know, fortunately it worked out. Uh, but he's he's going to be he's going to be a great one. You know, he's just he, just dealing with him. You know, in the recruiting process, you know, dealing. I mean, this kid turned down, you know, millions of dollars, uh, you know, to to play football and baseball and chase his dream. Uh, so I mean, he's just he's got a he's just got a different. Uh, level of maturity to him than your typical 18 year old uh, because of his experiences that he's had and, and um, but he's he's just a he's just a, a natural you know he's a gamer uh, he's got he's got incredible uh, moxie and poise and yeah I mean I mean I, I'm kind of questioning myself I'm literally gonna, I'm gonna really put this guy back there in a Georgia game uh, you know I mean Putting Shipley, people are gonna think I've lost my mind. Uh, but when you watch Shipley and you watch Will Taylor, it doesn't take you long to figure out why. Uh, and they're young guys, and they'll make some mistakes somewhere along the way. But they are—they're—they're uh, they're really unique young people. Debo, with the uh, the defense after two games, your thoughts on them overall, what you've liked, and then some things maybe you'd like to see them still get a little better at. Tremendous. I mean, you know, like I said last week, you know the. The thing about last week, you know, they were way more efficient than we were. I mean, I think they were like 20 of 30 or something, got rid of the ball quick, and and they were like 7 of 50, almost 50% on third down and 3.9 a carry, but they still didn't score. You know, and we were just the opposite. We were completely inefficient and still had a chance. Uh, and so I think that says a lot about our defense and, and then also what we did in special teams because we played on a very long field for a couple of quarters there. But um, I, I just – they're again, we have unbelievable leadership over there. I mean, I said coming in, we got 20 guys that have started a game, and, and you look at the experience that we have at the end, the guys that tackle, those backers. And we did not even had Nolan. We'll get Nolan back this week. And, man, I'm super excited about that. Uh, and the experience now that you've seen. Makuba's had two good games, and, and all those safeties that have been around here two and three years, we're just – we're playing smart. We're playing very smart football. You, you don't see many, you know, last couple of years we've had a lot of busts. You know, we've been young in some spots, and, and then we've got exposed uh, with some big play busts. And we're not doing that. You know, we're, we're you know, give up a play or two. You know, Nate gave up a big play today. But, you know, he's in good position. And, you know, we had, a, uh, we had, we had cover two and, and T-Bone got put in a bind because, you know, uh, I think it was Joe. He didn't get over the top. He's supposed to be over the top of that right there. And, 
And so just, you know, a couple little things here or there. But overall, we've been structurally very, very good, making the right adjustments. Uh, we're leveraging the football. You know, they had the one big play today with Swint. He, he, he got outside of him, you know, not staying on the upfield shoulder. So just, just some little things. But, you know, that first group, um, I, I think that, that we just need to continue to play and prepare with the same type of urgency that I've seen us bring to the table these first couple of weeks. So the biggest thing is just continue to develop the depth. You know, uh, I think that's the, the biggest thing for us is, is you know, that, that, that safety group, uh, those backups going in there, you know, seeing Mickens go in there and have a big interception today. And uh, I think that's the, the number one thing that I would say. Be, and again, some of our depth being a little more precise in some of our twists up front, some of our games and stunts, I think we can improve there. I'm anxious to see how Trey did today. Uh, he, he made some mistakes last week. Uh, but, you know, we just need to continue to, to bring the same type of mentality to the preparation because that's the key. That's been the key for us. These guys prepare their tails off, and they're so smart. They are really, really smart. If we continue to play smart, we'll be a tough defense all year long if we can stay healthy uh, because – you know, it's almost not fair having a guy like Skowski out there. I mean, he's like, you know, Coach Venables in a helmet and shoulder pads. You know, he's just so smart, and the game is slow to him. And um, so I think that's that's really serving us well. And, again, we're, we're playing really smart football up front. You know, we're, we're leveraging the ball. We're playing gap football. We're, we're winning matchups. We're defeating double teams. Uh, we're keeping guys off our backers. And then structurally, we're, we're playing the ball well in the air uh, for the most part. We had two, you know, close calls last week, uh, but we were in good position. Uh, so I think cleaning up a, a little bit of technique at corner, um, we got a little high with our hands last week. And um, if we can do that, then I think we've got a chance to be very consistent. Yeah, well, I think Lindsay got carries the first two plays of the game and then did play again for a while. Just what do you need to see from him to, to get more opportunity? He just needs to grow up. Needs to grow up, you know. It's just that simple. Uh, you know, he needs to be a team player and uh, just grow up. He's a very good player. Obviously, he's very talented, and we've seen that. But just need him to need him to uh, uh, stay out of Spiller's doghouse. That's really it. W talk. After last week, about looked like you guys made a more concerted effort to get the run game going, get some rhythm there. Was that part of the, the offensive game plan? What oh, would yeah. you think about it? Absolutely. Yeah, we stunk last week, and we didn't do a good job of, of hanging there with it. And, and again, we, we, we were either behind the field position, behind the change. It was just a, just a you know, weird kind of day. Uh, but we did a poor job of, of, of at least working a little harder to be effective there. And uh, so definitely, you know, we needed to – to get those guys going because it was really hard to evaluate them, you know, with what happened last week. Uh, but I was super impressed with Kobe. And then you see Shipley, man, he, that guy runs, he runs, he, he is so violent and uh, explosive and just, just relentless uh, for every inch. And you see the same thing in Kobe. So, you know, held Moffa today. Uh, Moffa's, Moffa's right there with those guys, uh, to be honest with you. You know, but we've got some depth there, obviously, uh, with Lynn Jay and and then Dukes. You know, and Dukes is just a guy that, you know, Dukes could be 
I mean, Dukes is really gifted. Uh, but he's just a guy that, you know, uh, he's got to earn trust. There's no other way to say it. You know, he's very, very talented, but, uh, you know, he, he's he's got to become a trustworthy guy in all areas. Uh, but we got some depth, and so that's why we held Maffa because, you know, we just kind of want to see how it plays out and, and uh, you know, because we get four games with him and, and we, we, we want to be able to hold him because uh, you never know what's going to happen and where we want to be able to – because he's, he's a sledgehammer, man. He is – he's as good as anybody we have. Uh, but, again, with the depth, you know, if, if we can hold him, we may. Uh, but we're just going to have to kind of wait and see how it goes. So just didn't want to put him in there today and kind of waste a game, waste one of his four, uh, so to speak. You talk about sticking with the run game. Um, we talk about players, how important it is for them to get their confidence back after a tough game. Um, does that hold true for, for play callers? Is it important for a guy like Tony Elliott to, to have such a good uh, game, uh, game plan and, and play calling today uh, so effectively and such balance on offense? Yeah, I mean, and listen, I mean, I think it, certainly for coaches, you, you, everybody's getting into the rhythm of the season and things like that. But man, I mean, Tony's been doing this since 2014. He's 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 been pretty good. Uh, you know, it's kind of laughable when you when you get into some of the stuff. You lose a game, and, and next thing you know, you've forgotten football. Um, but and it comes with the territory. But Tony's outstanding, and he called a lot of great plays last week that we didn't execute. And so, you know, when we execute the calls that are made, then we can complain about the play calling, you know. But when you call plays and it's everything's there and we're not, we're not executing what's called, well, it's hard to really, uh, you know, be disappointed or mad about the play calling. You know, certainly there's some things you could have done a little better. You always evaluate that as a coach. But, but we had a lot of good calls that, I mean, a bunch of good calls that we didn't execute. Uh, things that are there, you know. So uh, in a game like that, man, it's it's razor thin. Uh, but certainly, uh, uh, you know, he, he I thought he was outstanding and has been for a long, long, long time. Uh, so he's he's uh, uh, you know excited again that we were able to have the type of balance and 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 play as many guys and all that stuff. But we'll watch the tape and we'll still see some areas that we need to keep improving. Yeah, but how'd you think uh, Tyson looked out there? Great. I was proud of him. Uh, you know, hate he had the overthrow. You know, I'd rather see him underthrow it than overthrow it with the type of guys we got. Because uh, most of the time our guys are going to be able to make the play on the ball. Uh, and their kid, what a what a play. Uh, that kid's a baller. At number 14, he's a he's a player of the year type guy. Uh, that was a – I mean, he caught the back of the ball, I think. Uh, yeah, but he, he was excellent. He was sharp and just, you know uh, – uh, decisive, and you know, wish you'd have the one to Will Brown. Even if Will had caught it, he should have caught it. But he, he probably would have been a little short of the first down. So he kind of, kind of uh, left that one die on him. But decision making and all that stuff, and just his confidence. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. And the same thing, Hunter went in. Hunter's, Hunter's a guy that can really execute as well. So it's good to get him in there. Uh, held Billy Wiles as well. Kind of the same thing as Maffa, really. Just didn't want, we'll maybe get him in there somewhere later on in the season, but um, he's going to be a really good player too. So, uh, but I'm proud of proud of uh, Pumachan, man. It's it's exciting. I mean, what a what a he and Ross. Those are two amazing stories. Um, two amazing stories. Those two guys.
Coach, you had 56 rushing yards in the opening drive. Was there more of an emphasis on getting the rushing attack going early on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we definitely wanted to be committed to that. And, and again, a lot of that's decision-making on the quarterback. Sometimes it's called run. Sometimes it's, it's you know, um, you know, there's other things built into that. Uh, but uh, absolutely, that was a, something that we needed to do and, uh, and get the confidence going. You know, we needed, I wanted to see 20 and one, get a lot of touches and lather them up. And I wanted to challenge our offensive line uh, to get better you know, fundamentally and things like that. And again, you know, we're, we're obviously a better football team than them. We're supposed to play well. We're supposed to win these, this game. But I just want to see us play well and, you know, execute and play better fundamentally. And I think that's what I'm going to see when I see the tape. But um, it, was a, it was definitely an emphasis. That was in the bones of the wheels today. Had a good day, specifically Shipley. This past week you talked about taking advantage of opportunities. What are your thoughts on just his performance and kind of what he was able to do offensively. Will Shipley, uh, he's great. I mean, you know, he again didn't get a whole lot of opportunity last week, uh, but he's, you know, I love having him back there at kick return. I mean, he, he's sooner or later he's going to bust one, uh, and I love just his passion for the game, his toughness. I mean, he is, he is relentless. He runs the ball every team, every time he gets it. He runs the ball, you know, like. Like his life depends on it. I mean, that's just how he plays the game. And, you know, as the game continues to slow down for him and he gets more and more experience, I mean, he's, he's going to be a great one. Uh, no doubt about it. With Will Taylor, do you remember the first time he really came on your radar? Was it, was it that camp or were you guys yeah. already tracking him? No, I didn't know who he was until he came to camp. I had no idea who he was. Um, and I think he was like 10th grade maybe. And uh, summer after 10th grade, I think, going into his junior year. And, uh, you know, I, I think Jeff had uh, – he was a good athlete and everybody knew about him from that standpoint. And, and uh, you know, Jeff was like, hey, this is a kid we might can get to walk on here or this and that. And, and I was like, well, let me, let, me, let me check him out at wide out. And he had never played wide out. Just threw him in there. I mean, he went like two routes. And I was like, holy cow, this guy is a rocket. And natural hands, you know. And so that's kind of how we – so then we just kind of let it go, and he's kind of baseball. Uh, you know, baseball, I waited till late to offer him uh, because I just I didn't really want him to be on anybody's radar. Um, and uh, so it worked out, worked out, and really happy for the Tigers. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be a really – he really doesn't know how to play receiver yet, you know, and so we're not asking him to – you know, we're, we're really training him right now for what we need, but, but – and, and obviously in the return game stuff, but uh, sooner or later he'll move full time. And once he gets the nuances of the position and really understands the inner workings of things, and, and I think we'll be able to use him in different ways as the season goes. But uh, he's going to be going to be a great player. So you knew all along you were going to offer him. You just oh yeah, anyone oh yeah, yep. <laughs> I just held out as long as I possibly could, uh, and then Bubba, Bubba committed, and so then I told Bubba. I said, now here's my plan, uh, and you know, because he, had, you know, he was kind of the quarterback we were we were going after was Bubba, and uh, and I said, now here's what I'm gonna do with this other kid. He's a baseball guy like you, and and he knew of him. They had been in a couple of things. I was like, now listen, I'm gonna offer him, but I'm gonna train him up as quarterback for a year. But here's what we're gonna do, and and uh, so everybody was on the same page, you know, uh, on what we were trying to do. 
You have to ask him. I would say probably pretty close. I think he, I think he walked away from a lot of money. Uh, you know, the draft's different. You know, uh, the only reason he didn't get drafted in the first round is because, you know, he decided not to get drafted in the first round. You know, that's kind of how baseball works. You, you, you have to, you have to declare up front like what you're going to do. Uh, and I just think that uh, for him, you know, and, and what it was going to take for him to walk away from his dream of coming to Clemson and playing baseball and football, and uh, it just, it just. A huge decision, unbelievable decision. Um, so I, you'll have to ask him that on how close it was. Thanks, Adam. Um, Tony said a couple of the misters I think that DJ had maybe were just a result of him throwing on the run. Is that just carrying over the proper fundamentals? Uh, the one in the end zone, I, I thought that was more on Ross, to be honest with you. I thought, I thought Ross, he, he kind of stopped and jumped a little early. And I think DJ thought he was going to – he kind of mistimed it. Um, but I thought that was a good throw. I mean, the, the the one bad throw was the screen. That's like the easiest throw ever. Uh, and he just he just I think kind of fell back off of it a little bit. And usually when you do that, the ball gets high. Um, and you know Joe tips it and they get the pick. But I thought he I thought he made some really good throws. Uh, uh, you know nothing nothing really bad at all. I mean I thought he was on point. You know all day. He missed a couple here or there, but. Uh, very, very solid day. Yeah, we held him. He, he, he wasn't. He, he had a little flare up with his allergies. You know, he's got, he's got bad allergies. Always has. And obviously, he's had asthma uh, since high school. And you know, he's, he's been great. But I think it was Thursday, uh, I believe. He, he just all of a sudden had a, some type of allergic reaction or something. So uh, he was better today, but, but we held him. So hopefully he'll be hopefully he'll be good to go Monday. Devin, what are the what are the things you like about what you guys are doing offensively heading into ACC play, and where do you feel like you guys still maybe need to, need to improve in some areas? Well, I mean, we we can't be turning the ball over. We got to we got to clean up some stuff. I do like the fact that we got to play a lot of guys today. I think that's that's really really good because the longer guys sit on ice, you know, it's just the moment gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So the fact that we got to get a lot of guys in the game and you got to see Bo. Like Bo Collins was awesome, you know, and just getting some touches. Uh, I think it was really, really key. Uh, so all those guys, a Joe, a Joe, you know, him getting some opportunities. And so just getting guys in the rhythm a little bit of the game and the season, I think is very important today. So that was something we needed to do because that's going to really carry over for us. Uh, but just continuing to, to, you know, clean up the mistakes and, and you know, play with the precision and details that we that it's going to take for us to execute against really, really good opponents. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, we did what we needed to do today. Uh, I'd like to have seen us got the ball down the field a couple more times. But, you know, they were kind of just playing off and playing on top. And so we did what, what, what we needed to do. Anything else from anybody in person before we go to Zoom? Do we have anything from anybody on Zoom? Zoom's going to sleep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. South Carolina opening the Shane Beamer era 2-0. They went to ECU and left with a 20-17 win. 
Graduate assistant turned starting quarterback Zeb Nolan went 13 of 24 passing for 214 yards and a touchdown. And Bradwell alum Kevin Harris back after a minor back procedure over the summer that has had him sidelined. He had just seven carries for 21 yards, but we're glad to see him back out there. Uh, here's head coach Shane Beamer and Nolan after the win. What a, uh, what a win. I've been a part of some great ones in my career. I just told the team in there, I don't think I've ever been more proud of a football team than, than that group right there. Uh, to, for what they've been through this past year, the adversity they've faced, uh, what people say about them on the outside, for those guys to come into an environment like this today to play a really good football team um, and to, to, to withstand everything that we withstood, to just never flinch, keep playing, keep battling, and then find a way to win that game in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable, man. That is a hell of a happy locker room in there right now, and, and rightfully so. Um, just told them there's, no, there's not a team in America I'd rather be the head coach of than those guys right there. So proud of them. Uh, having said that, we got to get a whole lot better. Uh, I mean, play offense, defense, special teams, uh, coaching. There's a lot that we got to be better at. But we'll worry about that tomorrow. Uh, we're going to celebrate the heck out of this one. To come in here to, to not play well uh, offensively, to have some just, again, dumb, dumb, dumb penalties, but then find a way to make a play, make some plays in the fourth quarter and win like we did. Couldn't be more, more, more proud of these guys. So be glad to take any questions. Uh, ben Briner's got the first one. Ben? Uh, hey, Coach, it seemed, it seemed like in uh, the second half you guys started leaning more heavily on uh, outside zone, and that was pretty productive for you. Just what, how much of the game plan was that kind of coming in, and what did you see really clicking on that? No, um, I mean, that was part of it coming in. I mean, we got, uh, we're multiple in the run game. I mean, outside, we're going to run outside zone every week. Um, you know, a lot of it was they were heating us up and bringing pressure and, and uh, didn't obviously play great on the offensive line early on or, or on the whole offense. And, and they were bringing a lot of movement, a lot of pressure. But, you know, the biggest thing we did is, is we just came in at halftime, and I told Sat that if we're going down, we're going down, handing that ball to Saquandre White, Marshawn Lloyd, Kevin Harris, and Juju McDowell. And if we're going to get beat, we sure as heck better get beat handing the ball to those guys. And uh, I told the running backs at halftime that we're going to, they were going to get the football. And, and, and we felt like as the game went on, I mean, I, told, I said it all week, guys, and it's not press conference, coach speak. They got a good football team, and they're really, really good up front on, de on defense. So it wasn't going to be easy to just come in here and run the football. But we did feel like we had a depth advantage that if we could just keep playing, keep running the ball, keep wearing them down, keep wearing them down, uh, that we'd be able to get this thing into the fourth quarter and win it. And, and obviously the turnovers are unacceptable. I mean, to, to go on the road and turn the ball over, whatever it is, three or four times, that can't happen. You're not going to win many games that way. But credit to our guys for overcoming that. They're important, Noy. Shane, you guys really rode Juju down the stretch, and he came up with some really big runs and the kick return. Just what can you say about his game and to, as a freshman to be able to put him in that situation and just let him kind of carry things? Yeah, I love that kid, what he's about. Just his energy, whether he's in the game, not in the game, practice, pregame warm-ups, hotel. Uh, he's like mini Zaquandre White. Y'all know how much energy Zaquandre has, and <laughs> Juju's the same way as a freshman. So <laughs> um, he, did a, he did a nice job. He's a gamer. Um, you know, we popped some runs with him early and kept handing the ball to him. And but we got confidence in all those backs. The Quandre Marshawn, you know, I mean, it's hard to play four, but but uh, Juju certainly had the hot hand down the stretch. David Conager. Shane, you mentioned some of the, the dumb penalties. Just how do you address that going forward, especially with some of the, the unsportsmanlike stuff? Great question. Uh, I wish I had the answer for you right now. That is, it, it's, you know. <laughs> 
I think coming into the game, we were like 80-something in the country in penalties, and the only one of the teams that was worse was East Carolina. They were like 114. So we talked about being more disciplined, uh, keeping our composure, not having dumb post-whistle penalties like we did, and not having pre-snap penalties. And obviously, we did a – I did a crap job of coaching it uh, to have an unsportsmanlike conduct, to, you know, have an offsides, to have a false start in the red zone, just – Bad football, man. Starts with me. Uh, we'll continue to ex- uh, try and educate and, and talk about it, and, and hopefully today was a wake-up call, you know, for them because what we told them was going to happen is, ex- is exactly what happened. We, we said they're going to get 22 involved in the game early. Well, he threw a touchdown pass on the first play of the game. We told them coming off the sideline, East Carolina just won the toss, and, they're, and they elected to take the ball. They obviously feel good about their opening plan, be ready for a shot play early. And we got it on the very first play of the game. So I'm not blaming the kids. I mean, that's on us as coaches. But we got to do a better job of just, you know, executing, educating our guys, talking to them, coaching them, and, and having them prepared to, uh, to start. We knew it was going to be crazy early, and it was. And we said that one of the keys of this game was withstanding the, the initial punch from East Carolina. And, and we got it, and, and we did. Mike Yuba. And we saw Zeb out there, and I know in some of the Wildcat packages, you also had Karen Joyner in there. Um, from just like a percent standpoint, how was Luke feeling? And if he needed to get in there, did you feel confident about putting him out there? We didn't. Um, Percentage-wise, you know, I think he's good. It's just the soreness is, is the issue with him right now. And, you know, he'd be good for a few plays after that. Some of that soreness would kick in and, and – uh, you know, with, with some of the stuff that was going on with East Carolina defensively, we just didn't feel great putting him out there. Uh, we feel fully confident that he'll be 100% next week. He, he practiced this week. He knocked off some of the soreness. Um, and he's just got to continue to get healthier and healthier. Corey Diaz. Shane, uh, follow up on, on Juju. For a freshman to be in the game on that game-winning drive, uh, were you surprised that, that he was the kid at that point in the game that was on the field for you guys at running back? And how do you think he just really handled that last drive? I think great. He's a gamer. I don't worry about him. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm when the defense is on the field, I'm always on the defensive headphones talking to Clayton. So I'll be honest with you. I mean, when Juju out, went out there, I felt fine with it. It wasn't like I was involved in a long discussion about what running back to put out there. We got confidence in all our running backs. And uh, Juju was certainly fresh and was running that ball. And, and, uh, and I told Kevin after the game and Marshawn, continuing to excited about seeing them uh, not continue to knock rust off and get better and better, you know, each week as well. Hey, Shane, what was the message to the team at halftime? It felt like they were a lot more composed coming out in the second half as opposed to the first. What did you say to them to try to get them in a better mindset for the second half of the game? Uh, I told them that we played about as bad as we could uh, in the first half. And for us to only be down 14 to whatever it was, um, we felt like the game was in our hands. That regardless of how bad it looked the first half, we felt like we were in control of the game. If we would just go out there and execute and do our job. I told them we're going to hand the ball to the running backs and we're going to turn it into what we call team run on Tuesdays, which is a physical practice. And we work on our running game and it's full pads and it's good on good. That we were going to turn it into that on, 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 in the second half. And I just told them that we would find out a lot about our football team. What uh, the 2021 football team? What we were about? We were about to find out a lot about it, and uh, and whatnot. Hey, Dad, this is Zeb, our quarterback. Sorry, introducing my dad to our Zeb. Colin Taylor. Shane, it seems like um, 
every time you guys needed a big play, the defense stepped up. Just what can you say about that unit and just how much they kind of came up at the right time? Uh, love, each them. And every, you know. love them. I mean, just we, we gave a game ball to Damani Staley in there. Obviously, he had the interception return for a touchdown. But some of the one-on-one tackles he had, uh, I mean, they just – they just keep coming at you, man. Our defense, all eleven, and there's a lot of things that we got to get cleaned up and, and get better at. Um, but I, I like the fact that they just continued to get better and better and better as the game went. You know, it wasn't like they looked tired in the fourth quarter. They looked fast and fresh and physical as ever in the fourth quarter. Credit Coach Day and his staff for that as well. Hey, uh, sort of on that topic with Damani, how much did that? interception he had really give you guys some momentum and a little bit of life going in into the locker room I don't know how the rest of the season goes that may be the play of the year when we look back in November I mean this we, we were struggling for anything at that point and um, you know for us to be playing as bad as we were on offense at that time and things not to you know, there things not to be great at that time that momentum that we felt coming into the halftime because of that play was was huge um you know so credit coach uh, white and his staff and damani making that play that was a that was a huge play for us john whittle it's shame there really wasn't a whole lot going on offensively uh for for a while there did did you think about making a move at quarterback or what were the conversations like with zeb uh, on the sideline when y'all were struggling to move the football no, we didn't. Um, you know, we just kept trying to figure out ways to, to move the ball. You know, we just feel position. We could just never get out of a hole. We felt like if we could just get a first down and, and get going, we would be okay. And, and uh, you know, Zeb will be the first to tell you he missed some wide open receivers today. Uh, there were some protection issues that we got to be better at handling. We were turning some guys free. But, no, and the biggest thing, we just felt like if we could get the run game going that – and give Zeb time to throw, he would execute. And he's a gamer, man. I mean, he made plays in the fourth quarter, some of those throws, some of those one-on-one catches our receivers made. Great job by our receivers. I mean, there's so much talk about those guys and what they can't do and what we don't have. Some of the individual plays they made today, much respect for those guys. Last one goes to Michael Lanana. Uh, Shane, Josh Van has seem, seemingly really stepped up these these first two weeks of the season. Uh, it seems like he's he's been maybe your go-to receiver. Just how, what have you seen out of him so far, and what do you think of his just evolution? Obviously, someone who's been in the program for a while. Yeah, I just I love what he's about right now. He's um, you know he he um, he's a special young man, and uh, just so proud of him off the field, where he's come from when I got here, we got here to where he is now. His evolution as a person, as a player, um, really excited for him. He, he loves to compete, man. He just seeing him in practice. He just he uh, he loves to compete, and, and glad he's on our team. Seemed like the offense really struggled to get on track in the first half. Just what were they doing to stop the run, and, and what were they doing to kind of throw you off? Yeah, I mean, I think you know you got to give credit to them. They had a good game plan. They he they heated us up, you know, early, and got after us, and uh, you know. There's a couple throwaways, you know, trying to not take a sack. Um, you know, the sack I did take, that's on me. I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, I got to make sure that I get myself protected. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, no one gave up on anybody, you know, even as rough as it was. Uh, you know, I missed that throw to Xavier at the end, you know, in the third quarter. And I decided I wasn't missing again and uh, tried to execute. And we just kept rolling. 
Zev, obviously as an older guy, just what's it like for you guys to be able to gut out a win like this? What does it do for a young football team? And, and how much confidence does it give you guys just, just being able to come into a hostile environment and kind of, you know, escape one? Yeah, I mean, you know, every week there's a lot of teams that lose games like this. They get in the heat of the moment. They're on the road. You know, they're, they think they're playing a lesser opponent, and we knew these guys weren't. Um, you know, we just, like I said, no one gave up on anybody today, no matter – you know, if we couldn't run the ball early, you know, they were stopping us. They had a great game planning by getting the mic in the eight gap and getting us to bounce it out to the safeties who were coming. And, uh, you know, later in the game, we got that adjustment and we, we got on fire. You know, you look back at it, the last two drives we scored on and we were rolling pretty good. And, uh, you know, it ain't always pretty. It ain't always going to be pretty, but uh, I've always been told, you know, a win's a win. And uh, you just got to turn your head away from the scoreboard till the very end. Hey, Zeb, uh, Shane was telling us that at halftime, he was telling the team, y'all were going to learn a lot about yourselves based on how you performed in the second half of this game. Based on how you got performed in the second half, what do you think this team learned about itself? I think I, I think we learned a lot that you don't ever give up on anything, and all the hard work that was put in in the winter and summer really paid off. I mean, I mean, it is hostile as anything in there. You know, you, got, you know, you talk about the second half. What about the first play of the game? Them going a double pass or the jet sweep pass for a touchdown, like, and our defense came back, and you know they had our back the whole game, and there's, you know, I think we all just learned that no matter what, you stay together, you love each other, good things will happen. Colin Taylor, um, Zeb, what does it say about a guy like Juju McDowell as a freshman to come in there and have the drive he had um, on that game winner and not kind of shrink in that moment? Yeah, I just got in the huddle. I told him, I said, look, dude, you're made for this. You know, he played in the state championship last year at Lee County. Um, I said, just don't fumble it. Hang on to it and let's roll. Uh, you know, he had a good, you know, he had a good return that set up the kick. Um, the return was huge, too. You know, Juju's a good kid. Uh, he's really, he's got, he's smart as anything to be a freshman. And uh, I just appreciate him. You know, I threw the one away over there to the left towards the end of the game and uh, took a hit. And Juju came up and said, my bad. And it's like, you know, how, a freshman saying my bad, you know, for missing a protection, you know, it, it, it's whatever to me to throw a ball away and save a sack. But for him to come up and say my bad and take one on the chin, you know, says a lot. Mike Yuba. That just being, being that guy that, that has gone through experiences like this, you know, what, what are you kind of telling the offensive line in particular, maybe when things weren't going well earlier in the game and they were able to get that confidence back, especially like you said, towards the end when you guys started to, to start rolling? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd make a mistake. I'd go in there and say, that's my bad. It's a good job on their part. And, uh, you know, if, if I knew that there was a block missed, I'd go in there and say, who cares? It's the next play, the only thing that matters. Um, you know, just always being positive. I just called, told them to keep leaning on them, keep leaning on them, keep leaning on them. Uh, no matter what, just keep leaning, leaning on them and, you know, hold up as, as long as you can and pass pro. Um, you know, I think we took two or three sacks today, but, you know, I think I took care of them too by getting some out and not losing yards. I, I know that, you know, on the stat line, throwaways don't look great and it looks, you know, bad to the eye, but, you know, it's really taking care of those guys and uh, not getting backed up really behind the change and we didn't do that all night we never got you know like in third and 17 or 18 and you know that was a plan you know to keep the line keep keep being able to run the ball and Reiner. hey zeb uh kind of two parts first just in that second half what started sort of what 
stuff sort of started clicking in terms of the passing game? What stuff were you, do you feel like you guys were doing better? And also how much confidence is there in Josh to be able to kind of throw up some of those outside balls that he's going to, yeah. the biggest guy, but he'll go get it. Yeah, I mean, I work every day with Josh on those things. Um, it, it means something to me, but you know, the other thing is, is I hadn't played great up until that point. And I just, I went up to every one of the guys on the sideline and I said, look, y'all have my back for this long. I got you no matter what I got you. And it's just having a trust between everybody. I just told the old line, Hey, if I get to this, hold, just hold up and I got you. And, uh, you know, it's just confidence between everybody. I had confidence in Josh. Um, you know, like the touchdown pass to DK, I, I know we haven't talked about that, but DK ran one really, like that was a really, really, really solid route. That He wasn't supposed, he was supposed to cross that linebacker's face number 34, and he did a great job of filling it out and knowing that I was going to want to throw him a high ball. I mean, you know, I trust all those guys, and, and they trust me. And, um, you know, we had some turnovers early. And we got the touchback that Josh had, but it's like we're just going to keep going no matter what, keep our head down and just win. Last question is Michael Anana. <laughs> Zeb, just, just following up on that, I mean, how has your relationship with Josh kind of uh, evolved, you know, going from being a grad assistant to obviously, you know, being his quarterback and, and just um, how have you seen him evolve to as a player, as someone who's, you know, been playing for a few years now? Yeah, Josh, he's got some grit in him now. He's he's a tough joker. I mean, I know there's, I know a lot. Josh has a lot going on at home, and he could have so many distractions. But that dude shows up every day, and uh, you know, I look at him in the huddle. I rolled out right there at the end, and I flew back across my body to Josh, and I told him in the huddle, I said, "No matter what, you're gonna get this ball. Just hang on." It's just, you know, I can trust him to do the right thing, and not that I can't trust everybody else, but I know Josh knows football, and he wants to do do great i know it might seem dumb but he takes really really good notes and i know that because i've looked through them and uh, it's just little things like that to have the trust he's got the skill set all those guys have the skill set um you know it's just executing and you know we obviously got to be better in the past game next week but you know i can also do a better job to keep myself protected not having to throw balls away so we're going to continue to get better and uh i hope to put on a show next weekend as an offense Georgia Tech getting their first win of the season. They topped Kennesaw State 45-17. to Jackets quarterback Jordan Yates threw for 254 yards and four touchdowns in the win. Here is head coach Jeff Collins following that victory. Yeah, really good team win. Uh, really proud of that. the guys in that locker room. Two years ago, we were in a very similar game against a triple option team that runs it really, really well and took a loss in overtime. And I think it shows the growth, the development of this program to play one of the top teams in FCS uh, and play at that high of a level um, under adverse circumstances. They've got a really good program. Coach, Bo Coach Bohannon has built. Um, they play the game the right way, um, but just really, really proud of our guys. The way they handled this week, they were, they were focused, all of those things. Big lesson, again, that we told them in the locker room is still have to finish the game the right way. I thought Andrew Thacker called a great game as the defensive coordinator in this program. Late in the fourth quarter, they still held them to three points, uh, and then we gave two cheap ones up late. They earned them. They're a good program. Um, but just the, the, the game that he called, I said this last night or yesterday, I faced this kind of offense in my career, playing and coaching 33 times total. That was the best scout team look, developmental look we have ever had. That developmental team, every single one of them should get game balls. So on Tuesday's presser, 
please make sure, Mike, you allot at least four minutes for me to read all of their names off. Because that was the reason we won, that developmental uh, scout team look with the triple option offense. It was the best we'd ever seen. Favorite play of the day, I heard it went viral, was Jordan Dominic causing the fumble, scoop and score. And just so we all understand, that does not happen by accident. J.D., after Wednesday's practice, we were doing two defenses where he was an edge blitzer, right, first threat, all of those things make the decision happen really fast. He kept our developmental quarterbacks out for five minutes, practice coming off the edge, taking first threat, and then when they planted in pitch, practice sticking his arm out. That's why that play happened. Because J.D. has learned in this program how to have a process, how to apply the process, how to find any way to have an edge so that on game day you can get a play that's hopefully going to be in top ten on top plays tonight and tomorrow morning, and it's well-deserved because he did it the right way. I uh, caught a couple of the uh, 9-11 tributes uh, that, that were played uh, throughout the stadium, and I think it's important to reflect on that, um, where we all were when those things, that, that, that tragic day happened. Uh, I thought our social media staff, they do a great job every single day, but I thought the respect, the honor, all of those things that the moment requires uh, did a great job. Then today we honored Pepper Rogers' family, Pepper Rogers' uh, career here, Pepper Rogers, who he is to Georgia Tech community. And I was lucky I got to give his wife a hug. And I apologize, uh, my microphone, I think it poked her, but just a, a sweet lady. Uh, he means a lot to me. A couple of years ago in Charlottesville, uh, Todd Stansberry introduced me to Pepper and what a great uh, ambassador for the game, ambassador for Georgia Tech, and uh, means a lot to us as we've transitioned uh, now uh, into the program that we're building and developing. Uh, just, just thoughts to, to his family. Thought our linebacker core played at a ridiculously high level. You saw Ace on the field with Charlie and Jaquez Jackson, and they played really well together and had some, some great plays. Charlie Thomas, we all know he's a playmaker. Uh, he had two huge plays. He was playing the Sam slash nickel force today. Then he was playing the Willie, so he got a turnover at Sam. He got a turnover at Willie. I thought he had a great game. And Quez Jackson's leadership in this program this week, the young man that he's developed into, uh, really, really proud of him. And then Ace coming in, being an a ultimate leader in this program, uh, really good. Then offensively, uh, Jordan Yates had a, had a heck of a game, throws for four, t four TD passes, and I'm sure Flynn has all kind of cool stats that I won't. I'll let, Coke, I'll let Mike Flynn handle that kind of stuff, but just really proud of the guys. Uh, I truly love that team that's in that locker room. Uh, I love the guys that have been here to help us build this thing. And exactly seven days from right now, we have to go on the road for the first time this year together to pay a, play a big-time team. Um, so the work is cut out for us. Got to put this one to bed and get ready for a big-time opponent on the road next Saturday in Death Valley. Mike. Questions, if you could please raise your hand so we can get a microphone to you. We'll start here with Rod. Uh, on Wednesday, Coach Thacker talked about defensively they needed to have discipline, yep. keeping their eyes in the right yep. place. In the beginning, had a little trouble with the pitch, covering the pitch. Sure. But as the game went on, proof of what he was teaching those guys really came too. Yeah, absolutely. And then 
you know, Tariq wasn't able to go today. Tariq Carpenter, I think he got the first play. Uh, tried to battle through it but couldn't. Um, Jalen King came in there, really battled. I think he was third on the team in tackles. What a great young man in this program. Uh, stepping up with, when one of his teammates goes down. And then Derek Allen played the field and the boundary uh, today, which is not easy to do, especially when he's played the whole offseason at corner. So he had to hop in and play the nickel. He had to hop in and play the free safety, essentially. Uh, really proud of Derek Allen, uh, how far he's come uh, in this program. But, yeah, once they settled down, got in a rhythm, um, that's a really good offense. But I thought we were fundamentally sound. Had a couple of eye control issues, you know, late in the game that we cannot have. Uh, but overall, really proud of that group. I had the whole team give Andrew Thacker and the developmental offensive scout team a round of applause today after the game, and they well deserved. Kelly? You touched on one of the things, but you were down three defensive starters basically today yep. with Z and Quan yep. and, and Riku ended up playing one snap, and you had guys step up at Kilo Stone yep. um, and – you know, uh, Jalen, who you mentioned, and, yep. and obviously Tobias and some other guys stepped in as well. Just kind of was it talk about where your defense is now in terms sure. of depth versus a game two years ago where this might have been really hard on you if you go down a couple guys? <laughs> there's, there's absolutely no doubt. Um, and I, I'm just really proud of them. You know, I know our ATL philosophy, work to be above the line. If you're above the line, you're going to play. Prepare like you're a starter. Prepare to earn playing time. I remember early on there was some little – Comments, little innuendos, whatever about what are we doing today proves that that philosophy works, that philosophy is sound, that philosophy provides depth and gets guys ready to play, regardless if they're starters in everybody's mind or they're above the line and they're going to play. So whenever you're thrown into a situation like this, guys are already prepared like they're starters and they play at a high level. Not preparing all week like they're backups, don't get any burn, don't expect to play. And then all of a sudden they get thrust in there. Well, I've prepared like a backup all week. That does not happen in this program. And uh, I think it was proof today. I appreciate that, Kelly. Jeff, Jeff how difficult was this week uh, coming, off, coming off of what happened last week? As yeah, you heard? yeah, it was difficult, but I was very proud uh, of the coaching staff that we have. Um, the leadership that we've developed and we've built in this program, uh, the resiliency, the focus, all of those things uh, were on display this week and uh, was really proud of the guys, uh, how they handled it, their focus, their competitiveness every single day, appreciating the hard look that the scout team gave us every single day uh, instead of, why are you going so hard, which I've been at some other places and that has happened. They appreciated it. They got better every single day, and then they came out and played at a high level today. And if I could just ask, I'm sorry, one, one follow-up. I know you do your best to, to shut out the negativity and stay focused on positive Absolutely. messaging and all that stuff, but I'm sure you also understand there's neg neg negativity and stuff out there. And I'm just wondering, do you think you need to um, do something to sort of win those people over? Do you think you need to prove that you're going in the right direction? Uh, I think if you look at two years ago, this exact same game, you look at today, I think that proves we're going in the right direction. We've got a locker room that's really bought in. We've got a coaching staff that is all together and was really proud of the guys. 
Uh, I'm very easy, after being a coordinator in the SEC for six years, I've learned a long time ago to stay off social media, to block out noise, don't worry about it, being a head coach now, going on my fifth year. There are certain people's opinion that I value very, very high. And it's those guys in that locker room, it's our coaching staff, it's our athletic department, it is our families that I really, really give credence to their opinions, what they think. I know exactly where this program is. I am so proud of those guys. I'm so proud to be the head coach here. And the vision, the belief, all of those things, I think you saw it on display today. Those guys are the ones whose opinions, those guys are the ones whose belief, those guys are the ones that work together and play together that really, really matters. I love our fan base. I'm so excited for them to give our players positive affirmation for playing a heck of a game, and they should because our guys went out there and balled out under adverse circumstances, and they stayed together, and they worked, and we need all the positive energy that we can get. I don't care for me. But for those guys, how hard they work, who they are, what they do for this institution, going to school at the number one public institution in America, then going out and working every single day as hard as they can to build something special and to be a source of pride for this institution, they deserve all the positive energy everyone can muster. They're 18 to 22-year-old men that are earning a degree from an elite academic institution. They're playing in the ACC in what everybody calls one of the toughest schedules in America, and they do it with class. They do it with poise. They give great effort. They are a, uh, an example for how to be a student athlete in this day and age, and I am so proud of them, and I'm lucky to coach them. Thank you, Jeff, for asking. I know that uh, Jeff Sims wasn't available yep. for, uh, for emergency uh, situation only. Kind of how, when he's healthy, how will you manage? So I, would, I was so proud of him, how he's handled this week. He wanted to play. He wanted to go. He was living down there with Mark Smith in our athletic training room. Uh, was a source of energy was a great teammate all throughout the week. Uh, the times that I caught his glance during the game today, uh, just who he was with his teammates, who he was supporting Jordan Yates was awesome. We're in the locker room just then celebrating. Jeff Sims had the biggest smile on his face, and I was just really, really proud of him. Uh, his parents have raised an incredible young man. He's an incredible talent, but who he was today, who he's been this entire week, Really, really proud of him. Yeah. <clears throat> Sticking with quarterbacks, just your thoughts on the way that Jordan played today and, yep. and just how the offense looked with him leading. Uh, yeah, leading he, I group. thought Jordan did a great job. Uh, Dave Padnon, I thought he caught a heck of a game uh, doing the things that Jordan is really good at. And uh, Jordan was able to put on a really good display today. Uh, a lot of weapons around him, a big physical offensive line. Um, but just Jordan's energy, his presence, who he is in our program, who he is in our locker room, uh, just uh, I'm really, really proud of him. So glad he got the result that he's worked really, really ha hard for this team to have. We've got time for a few more, so we'll start with Ron. We'll take Kelly and Kelly. The, the last scoring drive, I guess, Dante Smith showed you know, what he has become in this program and how, you know, you could, if you had, have the opportunities and you can t take advantage of them, something like this happens. 
Rod's actually sounding like me now. I'm rubbing off on Rod now. I appreciate it, Rod. I love it. That's a great, that's a well-formed uh, question, Rod. I appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just Dante, I mean, if you watch him on kickoff, he's flying down probably 22 miles an hour today. He's the gunner on punt, getting in the returner's face. And then whenever he touches the ball, magic happens. Uh, we've been able to recruit and develop an elite running back room and the bonds that they have in that room uh, are really strong. Uh, but Dante, great player, and I'm just really, really proud of him. When he touches the ball, good things happen for us. Um, and then on special teams, he's lights out. The other one I want to mention today is Bruce Jordan Swilling. Bruce Jordan Swilling played at a really, really high level on special teams. He was a three special teams guy today. And uh, was just flying around on kickoff, flying around on pump blocks, not letting his guy cover, and then on kickoff return at the toughest position in college football, playing loose predator and prey on a guy running full speed down the field. And uh, just his contribution, uh, really proud of Bruce as well. Coach Collins, uh, speaking of improvement, your field goal kicker got the monkey off his back today yeah. with his first big Georgia Tech field goal. Yeah. Talk to us about Brent Samaglia, yeah, please. Yeah, just, just the way he just stayed dialed in. Again, block out the noise. Uh, just trust your process. He got a new cleat on his plant foot and uh, got a tremendous leg. Uh, accuracy, all of those things. So really proud of him scoring points today uh, for us. And just so glad that he's here and part of the program. And the other one is Gavin Stewart. And if you watch Brent Samaglia, every one of uh, Gavin's kickoffs, when he's banging them three yards out of the end zone, there's Brent celebrating with Gavin uh, as he's coming off the field. That's really cool. Right? This is a cynical world, right? And you see young men that love each other, that have each other's back. That is the thing that should be valued, and that's what we have in that locker room. It's really cool. You were five for five today in the red zone with scoring opportunities. Obviously, yep. that's been – the, yep. Maybe your biggest offensive struggle in yep. the first few years here. How important was that to, to get that confidence now for your guys in the red zone and to execute like that today? Yeah, absolutely. I thought they did a really good job, really good planning uh, by Dave Patton on our offensive staff, working really, really well together, figuring out the things that we can do really, really well. Um, and just, you know, the, the other person I haven't mentioned enough is Kyrick McGowan. Uh, what, a, what a pleasure he is to coach. His demeanor, his attitude, his presence, his preparation, all of those things uh, are on full display. He was our punt returner today. The poise, the calmness, the decision-making, uh, and he is a big-time college football player. Uh, you know, he came here. He wanted to play slot receiver and get an opportunity to help us, and he has. And I'm so proud that he's here, so thankful that Jameer Gibbs uh, – co-signed our locker room, co-signed our culture uh, so that he would come and join us uh, to be a part of our family. Um, to play an offense like that, as you mentioned, the Citadel game and the trouble they caused, I mean, do you take kind of not knowing, I guess, what's going to happen, do you, is it kind of a sigh or leak you take after the game or just kind of seeing the way the defense is playing that, you know, it's, it's going to work out and not, not going to give you problems? That, I mean, that, that's one of the top uh, triple option offenses in the country. Um, and, I, again, back to our developmental team, they did a great job. Back to uh, Coach Thacker's scheme, what you watch around college football, when you play that offense, most times people stay in one structure. They're either an eight-man front structure, they're an odd structure, there may be a bear structure, 
But what Coach Thacker did, he kept cycling through. We were going from odd to even, from one high to two high to bare, and just kept cycling through those things the entire game. That is hard to do. But our guys handled it. He did a great job teaching it. He did a great job uh, coaching it and applying all the principles and fundamental beliefs that we have in our program and our entire defensive staff, uh, hats off to them as well. And our coaches, I thought they did a great job with our team this week, but in seven days, we got to do it again. You know, so it's time to get to go watch some college football now, Mike. Go watch some college football. I'm going to get some uh, big old pizza and uh, hang out with my family, man. But thank you guys. God bless. That's your college football wrap-up for the week. We will talk to you again later this week with an end zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. Until then, thank you for subscribing, downloading. If you want to leave us a review, we would appreciate that too. And we'll talk to you next time.